Westport on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. We'll start with rugby. Paul Wallace and Liam Toland are with us. And Liam, given that the URC is probably in its strongest ever shape, given the introduction of proper South African teams, just how important is it for Munster rugby and indeed Irish rugby that Munster were able to go down to Cape Town last Saturday and defeat the defending champions, the Stormers? Well, uh, Matt, I joined Old Chris and Thirds in Flannery's Bar in Limerick City uh, on Saturday evening. And this has impacted the grassroots right down to the very root of that grass. Uh, the reaction in Limerick has been extraordinary. The sense of relief, the sense of joy, the sense of celebration. Uh, it's a, it was a marvellous, marvellous victory. It was the their Munster have been a long time on the road. You know, they, they did it the hard way, five uh, games away from home against big oppositions. So, psychologically, emotionally huge victories. Uh, and when you consider the start of the season, uh, you know, it wasn't, there was a lot of stuttering and stammering around the, the new management trying to get a handle of what where they wanted to push this team. So I'm just so happy for all the Munster players. I'm so happy for Roundtree. For, for Prendergast and the players who made a big, uh, the coaches made a big, uh, a big risk coming in and joining that Munster outfit. Uh, and not to mention, as I said, the likes of Old Crescent Thirds. This is huge for, for rugby across the board in, in Munster. Paul Wallace, about a year ago, I went down to Limerick and I shot a video with Graham Roundtree. For, it was on, it's on YouTube, going through his ambitions as the Munster coach. And I came away thinking incredibly nice fella one of the most decent guys I've interviewed in a long time just has a real charisma about him and spoke exceptionally well about how he was going to give young players their chance and his responsibilities to them and the way he wanted to play rugby and yet there were on a couple of occasions in the season it looked like it was all going wrong from the early part of the season when they lost so many matches and then another really bad wobble in the middle of the season what is it that he and Mike Prendergast and Dennis Leamy and the others have actually done with this Munster team that makes them a little bit different in some respects to previous Munster teams? Well, I think their attacking game, uh, the Prendergast is probably the most responsible for. Um, you know, the, the way they've tried to play this wide, open running game, or at least to have that variety and option, uh, and it's taken a number of years. It's been, you know, back to Rob Penny when it all started. So it's been seven, eight years. And really, I think a bit like when I was in the Irish team after Brendan Mullen to the Brian O'Driscoll came along, you need a class 13. You can play in open space and it's good visionary. And I think Frisk, Antoine Frisk has really added to that. And then when you add on how uh, the likes of Calvin Nash and Mike Haley, Shane Daly have all stood up as well. Um, there's now, Munster, it was all grunt and hard work and putting pressure and territory to, to, to win games but now this is a monster side that can that can attack from wide out, go through multiple phases and are dangerous from wherever uh, and not just the, the big physical hard rocking side but there's, still, uh, there's also an inner steel that I guess is more typical of monster teams through the years and a real doggedness and I think he saw that with you know that that first intercept try, um, <clears throat> and two disallowed tries. You know, for me, um, I don't think it was a double movement for Calvin Coombs. But when they were totally on top, but not really getting the breaks, and a lot of a few penalties against them as well, which I thought were a bit unfair. But they just kept at it, kept at it, and and in that second half when the Stormers came at them, you know, there was that 
never-say-die attitude from Munster. And I think a lot of teams find it hard to play against the likes of Munster who never give up to the 80th minute. You know, uh, they just keep on going. So I think that uh, an attacking game that's really developed, uh, they've worked on their defence, and I think uh, just an all-round defiance. Which would suggest, Liam, that they've managed to marry some of the best elements of the past with the things they need to do for the modern game of rugby. Oh, absolutely. And when you take uh, Hodnett, his, his, his try there in the 75th minute, you think of what Munster did in order to create that outcome for Hodnett. Not so long ago, under under the South African regime, uh, Munster would have just battered and battered, one out fringe plays. You saw how Keith Earls came into that play, how Crowley was involved, Ben he- sorry, Ben Healy was involved, all across the full width of the pitch. And this is something we've consistently spoken about, Matt, down the, the seasons. The amount of options the scrum half at that stage, of course, was, was the sub-scrum half who came on and Craig Casey. But the amount of options he had available to him, how Munster kept their width, and how a back row player like Hodnett who probably, arguably, is more comfortable in the trenches, is now looking very comfortable out on the tram tracks. He got his opportunity. Daly's pass, Haley's pass out wide was fantastic. They kept their shape. They kept their patience. And I think Mike Prendergast deserves a huge amount of credit in all of that, that they kept their mental um, state of mind at a very difficult stage of the fixture. So it, it isn't just how they won it. It's the manner in which they've shifted, pivoted away from the old-style stuff into something very, very entertaining. I, for one, and many others, would happily buy tickets to go watch it now because it's winning rugby, but it's rugby that you'd like watching at the same time. You mentioned the South African regime. So in retrospect, did Munster stick by Johan van Graan for way too long, particularly because of the conservative approach that he took to the team? But similarly how he didn't give young players like Jack Crowley his chance. I mean, at one stage, Jack Crowley had an offer to go from Ron Lagara to La Rochelle because he, like so many other younger players, wasn't getting game time. Yeah, I, I, I've, I think that Van Gran was an extraordinary character and a really honourable, decent guy, but I don't think he was a good fit for Munster Rugby. I think Munster Rugby went back an awful lot. And you can see in the few short months how the style of the game with which Munster are playing. Uh, and like the real, the real uh, meat in this is how many Munster players are now genuine Irish contenders. That has shifted in the matter of maybe 10 months. Like the emerging tour that went, an awful lot of Munster players went, was far from ideal timing from a, a, a roundtree point of view. But an awful lot of players are now, like you take someone like a Calvin Nash, He's playing in a team where the ball, he has opportunity to go hunting for the ball, but the ball also comes to him. The try he scored is an example of which Crowley, a beautiful crossfield kick, and he scores a cracking try. So an awful lot of real positive things have happened. I, should we throw people under the bus? I just don't think Van Graan was, was, the, was the right fit. And I think the new regime really, and the players look happy, which is a huge part of it. Okay, well, you mentioned about the fact of players coming into contention for the Irish squad. Tomorrow, there will be an extended training squad named for the World Cup. They come back on the 18th of June to begin extensive pre-season training and then into practice games before the World Cup in September and October. Listener here says, can I ask Paul and Liam if they think Jack Crowley is the clear number two behind Sexton now without half? Real contrast in the way he wants to have the ball in the clutch moments as against perhaps Ross Byrne for Leinster in the hind in the Champions Cup final. That might be harsh on Ross Byrne, Paul Wallace, but did it look in this game yesterday and indeed in the Aviva in the Munster game against Leinster that Crowley has that just that little bit about him, that confidence and flair and seems to have an ability to find his own time on the pitch? 
He does, and he's, he's a more physical player as well, which when you step up to test level, you need um, both defensively and offensively, but you don't get that space. Uh, for me, he stepped ahead of Ross Byrne. Um, it's, uh, you, I think you've also say, even though that's a very good Stormer side, I don't think they're quite as good or as big or as physical as La Rochelle. Um, so everything has to be put in context. But if you look at that um, outside uh, at that monster team and those performances, um, you know every player outside of the the, the non-registered uh, like uh, Fekatoa, um is pretty much in with a shout. Uh, like one of the players as well who's, who's stood out for me uh, over the last few months is John Klein. And when you look at Leinster's demise, um, when James Ryan went off, not really having that big physical player. Um, you know, he might. I know the last World Cup didn't go so well for him, but he's the sort of player when you're playing against South African fans, could be a guy to come back in. But I just. But sorry, Paul, isn't he a much better player now than he was four years ago? I think he is. Yeah, and uh, but he, you know, you're not expecting him uh, like a, a tight burn out wide who's going to be scoring uh, tries and running hard lines. He's the hard physical grafter. He's the guy who makes the big hits in contact. He's the right hand scrummager. You look at it how well Stephen Archer has gone uh, this season. I think a lot of that's to do with that his scrummaging behind him. Um, and you know, just true. That, that, that's just naming one or two players there. But uh, every player, Hodness, Gavin Coombs is really stood up to, to say, you know, why am I getting a, a shot with uh, the likes of um, Darius and Conan as well. His, his, his play all season has been fantastic. Connor Murray, uh, the, get, the pitch suits him as sort of a slower, more controlled game, uh, but I thought he was right back to his best. And, and Crowley, as you mentioned, fantastic. Yeah, so throughout that team, I think everyone will be challenging. And I think a lot of the Ulster players will be feeling very nervous um, who, who, when it's coming to World Cup squad, the likes of Balakoon, uh, Stockdale, uh, Hume, you know, there's real competition for those monster players now and uh, it'll be some tough decisions to be made by Andy Farrell on the scene uh, Liam, Paul's are preemptive what I was just about to ask you about, it just shows the difference that you have to be playing don't you, to get the opportunity for the national squad, Ulster's defeat against Connacht in the quarter final means that a lot of those players are now, have down tools for a number of weeks, that will go against them won't it when it comes to actually the selection because the Munster players have proven themselves in a big game whereas the Ulster players didn't and I think to add even more weight and credence to your point, Matt, that Andy Farrell, if there's one thing that you can label Andy Farrell, of which he's got buckets of talents, is his character. And he's he, he really is hunting to unearth characters. And certainly that emerging tour to South Africa, part of that journey was to find real characters, winners, people with that, that mental strength and fortitude. Munster proved that, along with the way they played. Ulster, on the other hand, right when they can when they have teams and the juggler we've seen it well for I don't know how many seasons now but it's a consistent issue that they're struggling with have they got the mental fortitude to, to drive teams away and to win big games and they have not shown that I think that's going to go against some of the players clearly someone uh, you know someone like Ian Henderson is a super super player but as Paul was suggesting those people who are on the 50-50 positions I think someone like a Calvin Nash has just like even in the darkest of games in recent weeks when, you know, in European level games, he was just outstanding. How you could possibly hint at ignoring him over someone like a Jacob Stockdale. It's a huge shootout, but uh, it looks like Andy Farrell will look for the character. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Liam Toland and Paul Wallace. And what a weekend of hurling we had. Yesterday had some absolutely magnificent stuff and Saturday as well. The last word on 
Sport on Today FM with Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.